Welcome to the Market Nosh Show, Episode 2. I'm your host and guide, Maurice Randall, on the journey of rediscovering the marketplace, visiting, experiencing, and learning from traders, visitors, and more. In this episode, I'll be talking about Lesson 2 from my blog, How Do I Know the Marketplace is Right for Me?, I visit Hill Fox Undercover Flea Market on a rainy Saturday afternoon. And we interview two traders with some great tips. Plus I also take a bite out of some of the food on the run. All links and information you can find in the show notes. Let's get started. The music is from a street musician I passed on my way into the market. He let me record some of his music, and you can probably see a picture of him if you go to my Instagram feed. Uh, His music was just perfect. It was a long corridor as we walked in, and his music was echoing all the way down, right down to the marketplace. I already said to you that uh, the Hill Fox uh, flea market was undercover, so it was in uh, an undercover car park. And this uh, allowed us to at least stay dry out of the rain, which was torrential. I suppose before we get started, I should really just talk to you about my interview style. Um, I have a lot to learn getting used to uh, talking to people and putting a microphone in their face and asking them some questions. So hopefully that comes across as being uh, somewhat inciting and uh, apologies if it doesn't come across as quite professional just yet, but we're going to get there. I thought I'd also better introduce you to the concept of a flea market. Uh, it's not quite what the name suggests. You don't go to the market to buy fleas. Um, it actually seems to originate from the old bazaars in Paris, and possibly even before then. Uh, the name is a little bit obscured by history, but generally it's referring to the bazaars in Paris where secondhand furniture used to be sold. And obviously, along with secondhand furniture, you used to get little wee critters that used to come along for the ride. But uh, that's obviously evolved. And we now have uh, flea markets which sell everything from toys and shoelaces all the way up to the most exquisite art that you can buy. So um, a flea market just is uh, another fancy name for a marketplace. In lesson two on my blog, I asked the question, how do I know if the marketplace is right for me? And this is where I really wanted to start my second podcast from. If we're going to be asking, well, should I go into a marketplace? I've got this business idea. It would be good to know right from the start, well, what am I getting myself into? I would argue that there's probably a marketplace for every kind of product, artwork, food for you to get started in. They just may not be as regular as maybe you like, or maybe they're a little bit further away from your home, but there probably will be a marketplace just for you. A marketplace that can make your dreams come true. But the marketplace is a face-to-face enterprise. You pretty much are dealing with the public, you're dealing with inquiries, you're discussing your products, and you're talking to them about ways that your products can be used. It is sometimes very quiet, and other times it's so busy it feels like you don't have enough hours and enough hands to do the job that you need to do. There's early starts, and there's very late finishes. The thrill of being face-to-face with other people, the discussions, the questions, the knowing your product inside. But ultimately, the marketplace will be the best education you will receive for any business venture you want to achieve. 
You have to negotiate. You have to keep records. You have to ensure you have stock, pricing your items correctly. And you also have to make sure that you are generating some form of a profit. Cover your fuel backwards and forwards to the market. Cover stock outlay. There's a lot of things that need to be thought through for a market store. And although they're all on a small level, ultimately they will result in what you would be doing in a larger scale business. This is probably going to be the best business school you will ever have. And the marketplace is a launch pad for a lot of people. Today, the marketplace can also have a far-reaching effect from that market store. You can be online, on the internet. People can find you, can order stuff from you, even when you're sleeping. So not only is the marketplace one situational location, but it is also a place where you can get a lot more contacts from. If you're still interested in the marketplace and I haven't put you off yet, let's um, look at some considerations you may want to be noting down. Right about now, I would suggest that uh, you go grab a pen and paper and maybe make a few notes as we go through this. All right? Ready? Okay. Let's look at goals first of all. What are your goals for going into the marketplace? If you have a nice job, why would you want to start a marketplace? If you've got a good career, what is the marketplace really going to do for you? But what does this all fit into your overall goals? How does it all fit in? So let's look at your three to five year term goals. Try and be as specific as you can. Don't put down things like, I just want to be rich or I need to make more money. Put more important things or more specific things like I need to pay the rent or I want to go on these particular holidays, or I want to see these places, or I have to visit my aunt, or uh, rather put in more specific ideas down so you know what you're working towards, rather than very big, broad, general concepts. It's a three- to five-year goal, so obviously there'll be a few very, very broad ideas, but try and keep them as specific as possible. Being wealthy is not just a goal. That's certainly a wish. The goal you should really be having is a SMART goal. And I did a small post about this um, a while ago, but you can look at it. SMART goals are smart, uh, a specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. In other words, if you have a specific goal, you should be able to measure how you achieve that goal. So in other words, if you need to pay the rent, that's a measurable goal. I need to earn this amount of money to pay my rent at the end of the month. So it's specific. I need to pay the rent at $500 or £500. It needs to be measured. Well, at the end of the month, you need to pay it. It has to be attainable. Well, you have to go out and earn £500 or $500. It has to be realistic. In other words, you're not going to go and live in a house for £50,000 a month if you aren't earning uh, $500 a month. And it has to be timely. Well, it is obviously timely. You only have 30 days or 31 days to get the rent in. Think what the money's for, rather than just the pile of money. When you have your goals written down, we'll move on. The next item I want to look at is skills. What skills do you have at the moment that you could maybe transfer over into the marketplace? And what do you still need to learn? We all have our things, strengths and weaknesses, and later on you're going to listen to one of the uh, traders, his name's Washington, um, he explained to you that he's 
one fear in the marketplace is his confidence. And yet I found him to be quite a confident chap when I was speaking to him. But that really was his, uh, his concern. He felt a little shaky with that. So all these skills you can develop, and that's perfectly fine. I would probably suggest that if you are a bit weak on adding and subtracting or dividing, that you may want to do a little bit more work on that. Perhaps you missed that class when you were in school. A calculator is fine and dandy when times are nice and quiet. You have one person standing in front of you. But if you're selling a lot of items all at once, people want to be able to buy something from you quickly. They'll negotiate a price. They'll hand over a big dollar bill or big pound note, and they'll want to get their change back and move on. And you need to be quick on that. So perhaps maybe work on some of those skills. All right, let's write down some of those skills then. What are your strengths? What are some of your weaknesses? Next, we're going to be looking at your commitments. What are your responsibilities? Do you have a family that you can't leave every weekend? Maybe you care for somebody that is difficult to be away from. You're going to have to look at the market lifestyle and see how maybe some of the responsibilities or commitments that you have may hinder your ability to get on in the marketplace. If that's the case, don't panic just yet. There's always a marketplace on at some point during the week or some point during the evening and a time of day that you can get on and you can actually be a part of. The marketplace is maybe the place where you start and then you develop from. But bear in mind you will be away from home for long periods of time at the very start of your business venture. So maybe you want to write down some of the considerations you need to make. You'll also have to consider some of those sacrifices you need to make. If every Friday night you go and play poker with your friends, then that may not be the right thing to be doing if you've got to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning ready for the market store on Saturday. So you may have to be giving up and making a sacrifice there. Next we'll have to consider is finance. How much do you need to really get up and going? Maybe you have to outlay a lot of money. Maybe you think you're going into electronics. And I spoke to Washington about this. Maybe your electronics outlay is going to cost you a few thousand dollars or a few thousand pounds. Um, and maybe you're going to start a market store which sells ingredients. Or maybe you're going to be selling dog products. All that requires some sort of an outlay at the very beginning. So you have to think about how much you want to, do, how much you want to spend first of all. Can you start with what you have right now or do you need to save a little bit more? If you just want to get started straight into the marketplace, then you can easily go for food. As part of a, my food review uh, on the move, I tried pancakes at the flea market this past Saturday. And what is a pancake made of? Flour, milk, butter, salt, water. Plus you've got a little bit of sugar, lemon, cinnamon maybe to put on a hot plate. You probably need some paper or a carton to give over to customers. And there you are. That's your market store ready to go and you're making money off of your pancakes. You're probably going to need a hygiene certificate at some point. But you could easily start this all with around about £100, maybe $120. Probably less if you have a certificate and a cooker. Finally, consider if you would like working alone or with other people. It may be better to team up with somebody else to share the load of running a market store. But also, it might be best if you work alone. Some people like working alone, and you'll find that both the people that I spoke to over the, uh, the course of the weekend 
enjoyed working by themselves. You like being in charge of your own products, you like your sales methods, your negotiations, and ultimately the profit that you make is all yours. But that's enough of me talking about the various ideas you should be talking about. Of course, you can go back and find lesson two and go through all of these individually if you want to have a look at them. But I think we should maybe look at these interviews before we get too carried away. I want to say thank you very much to these two very accommodating uh, stall traders who offered advice and were very open to me while I was at the market. We're going to talk to Washington first of all. So all the way from South Africa, here's Washington. Okay, so this is Market Nosh. I'm at Hill Fox uh, Markets and we are under in the underground car park. The first stall trader I'm going to interview today is a chap called Washington and he's here to tell us a little bit more about his store. So, Washington, uh, hi. Hey, how are you? Ah, not too bad, thanks very much, man. Uh, Washington, just so people know exactly what you do roughly on the stall, what kind of stall do you have, and what are you selling to people? I'm selling electron, mostly electronic stuff, uh, that's like um, accessories, mostly uh, computer stuff, like uh, computer mouses, uh, mouse pads, your memory sticks, you could have your any accessories to electronic accessories to, to, to cell phones as well. Oh man, that's brilliant. So uh, a lot of the items here you are buying and you're selling on the store though. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, this whole episode is to do with why do you start or how did you know to start on a market stall? So my first question to you today is how did you know to start working in a marketplace? Uh, the thing was, I I was at first uh, I, um, we had a shop in town with, my, with a friend of mine. It was literally just printing, most most it was to do with printing, and then him he already he was working with another guy, an Indian guy. How it was? Uh, yeah, they, we just had a customer come up and Washington just helped him there. Uh, sorry, let's go back to what you were doing. So you had a shop in town? Yes, we had a shop in town. It was mostly printing. So like, but then it wasn't doing so much. For, but he was working with another guy, Indian guy. Yeah. So when he left the shop for him, he, he needed someone to help him, to work with him, to introduce more money and stuff like that. Because he didn't have enough, enough capital. So when, when I came in, we started working together. Then after some time, he also left. So I'm, I'm, I'm alone. Yes. So you're alone? And do you prefer working alone or do you prefer working with people? Alone, yeah, alone, it's, it's, it depends. Other, other, if you're working alone, it's more like sometimes it's, it's, it's easier because whatever money that you make is actually yours, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've got nobody else to answer to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My, my, my next question is what kind of goals do you have? Where, where do you want to go with your business? What do you want to hope to achieve? No, I would want to maybe to 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 to, to, to get an uh, stand like a standalone outlet like for IT, IT, IT an IT shop like we're selling fully fledged IT shop. But, but wow, man! Yeah, but capital you don't have the capital, so first for now we'll be here for. Uh, Brilliant. So actually, the market stall is where you're starting, so that you can then move to a shop. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, like, so like here, the advantage is you only be working two days a week, so it means. You, you you actually pay less rent, and that means you actually you you don't spend as much as as much time you are here. You can 
can spend more time looking for more money elsewhere. Then, as when you get more money, then you can have more stock, more money. You can start a bigger shop. Yeah. Man, that that's incredible. All right, okay, so uh, so actually starting from the market stall, you've got lower overheads, which means then you can generate more more savings yeah. ready for when you go into a bigger shop. Yes, yes, yes. Man, that's fantastic. All right, um, I'm, my next question is: What kind of skills? do you have uh, for this job and what was kind of some of the weaknesses you feel that you have? My skills, like, you know, myself, I'm from Zimbabwe, right? I, when, I, when I came, I, I, I've, got, I've got a degree, but I never got to, to, to use it. Like, I've got BSc in meds, but I couldn't get a job. Like, my papers were not in order, so I, that's why I started here. But I, when I'm doing that degree, I do a lot of IT stuff as well, so, like, that's what I'm interested in. So, like, I had, I had a bit of IT skills. That's why, like, I came here, I was also interested in doing something related to IT. Right, okay. So, you're really interested in IT, yeah. and that's really what's driving your market store, and that's driving what you're hoping to achieve. Yes, yes. Okay. And what's a weakness, maybe, you feel? I'm not really... The weakness is on, uh, maybe... I'm not really a marketing person, so, like... Sometimes, you know, if you're not very good at marketing, you have to convince someone even to buy things that they don't want. And <laughs> now, I have to disagree because yeah. uh, you were the first man in the whole market when I was walking along that actually said hello to me from the market store. First man. Okay. And nobody else. I looked at, uh, I looked at uh, there's probably around about uh, 45 stalls here today. Okay. And out of all 45, only Washington said, hello, can I help you with something? Oh, okay. Maybe that, that counts to, 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 to Absolutely, yeah. I think it counts because you already started talking to me and you engaged me. You asked me what I was looking for and we went from there. So it's, I think it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, you're doing fine on the marketing. All right. Um, I'm going to jump down here and ask, how much money did you start on the market store with? What did, what did you have to first have in order to start on your market store? No, the thing was, when I came here, my, brother, my, my, my friend was already here. So, like, I was just introducing a little bit of money, it was like 5,000. There was already some stuff on, on, the, on the store. So like, I, I didn't actually start, but he had some stuff that he was already uh, Yeah. So you started with quite a low amount, is it? Was just, like, I think it was around 5,000. Yeah. 5,000? Oh, that's quite a lot though. Yeah, but if you start, you know, like a few things, 5,000 is not a lot of money, because when you buy, you have to buy a lot of stuff and if five thousand, you can only spend, you can only buy a few things with it. Oh, okay, because it's electronics, and electronics cost a lot of money. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Thank you very much, man, Washington. I appreciate your time, right, and thanks, uh, I wish you all the best with your market store, and hope to see you on the high street in a brand new shop one day soon. <laughs> hopefully, 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 very soon, very soon. Hopefully. Oh man, thank you so okay. much, eh? Cheers, eh? Okay. Thanks again, Washington. Our next store trader, his name is Clive. And he is, his artwork was just amazing. Again, look at Instagram for some of the photos um, of the work that he was doing. But here's his interview and some of the tips that he's passed on to help us with our market stalls. Cool. All right, here we are. We're still at uh, Hillfox. We're at our second interviewee, um, another market stall trader. Uh, we're talking to Clive, and he's got some interesting things to tell us. So, hi, Clive. Hi, how are you? Ah, not too bad, man. Thanks very much for asking. Um, your stall is absolutely amazing, but I'm not going to do it any justice by explaining it or describing it. I would like you to describe what your stall looks like and what it is that you sell. All right, here we go. It's a craft market. Mostly I sell things which, are, which I make. It's made out of wire and beads, out of different anything. I can make anything I think of. 
You see, I've been doing it for a long time. So I can make anything. I've made things for weddings, for birthdays, or for functions also. But I, I've got to say, he's, he's really talking himself down here. There are parrots. I'm looking at parrots, the flowers, the guinea fowl. There are animals, the owls. It's an amazing store. The beadwork that he's got going on here is fantastic. And uh, pretty intricate work. So fantastic, man. Yeah, it is a little bit hard, but somebody has to do it. Ah, too right. But you like the artwork. Yeah, I do. I think when I started, it is something I, I always believed I could do myself. I didn't need someone to tell me to do, someone to tell me what time to do it or what time to come to do it. So it gave me a little bit of, of time. I do it on my own, but I keep more hours, more hours than normal job. Oh, really? So you're actually working a lot longer hours? Yeah, I do. Most of the day I start at 4 in the morning. Jeez, oh, that's quite early. Until, until 8 or 9 at evening. Wow, that is a long time. So what's taking up that whole, whole day that you're working? No, it's like I, I always believed I'm, I'm faster when I'm doing it early in the morning than uh, around half day. Midday, I'm a little bit slower with the sun coming out. So I like to start early. I, and I've been doing it for a long time that time, so I'm used to doing that time. Okay, and, and you're fitting in your craft work as well as selling in between those hours? Yeah, I do also that. I also have uh, other stores which picks up my stuff for consignments. And I also have other um, clients who just hire for a function and, and returns them. Jeez, oh, that's pretty cool, man. So you're actually working a lot of, lot of different areas for your store. Yeah, a lot of different areas. I'm also planning to do a lot of uh, other areas, like to put them in botanic gardens, all stuff, kind of stuff, anybody who could sell them. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so you've definitely got a, an idea of where you want to go with your business. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I also have uh, overseas customers. I've had them for, for, a long, for a long period of time. I've also traveled overseas. I stayed uh, in New York while I was doing I was doing my stuff there. I also have a client there from New York. So I've been there. So I would like more. I would like to have my stuff overseas, to, to sell overseas. That's what I'm, I'm aiming a little bit of. Okay, so you're, you're actually looking to sell overseas. That's your main goal. Yeah, it's my main goal. I have a client who comes, I think he comes about three times a year. He comes to buy stuff from me. It's like I have a client in Australia. I have a client in England. I, I would like to have a lot of clients overseas who can buy. If you have a client overseas, they normally buy in a bulk. All oh, right. So you're really aiming towards the bulk market. Yeah, the bulk market. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to ask you the first question, the same as uh, I asked earlier on. Um, what made you decide on working in a market? What was the decision inside you to start selling in a market? Uh, the decision was, when I first, first started selling, I used to sell on a street. You go on a shopping center, you move around a lot, but it couldn't give me the, the advantage of displaying a lot of my stuff. I could only display smaller stuff. So I started looking. It's not, this is not my first flea market. I was at one, one flea market uh, in the 90s. I think I, I spent more than 10, 12 years until they, until they sold the place. So I've done a lot of bit of flea markets, and I've done a lot of shows around South Africa. But it's, it's a little bit it's about traveling. Yeah, there are a lot of shows I've done 
here in South Africa, a lot of them. But here, what I like at the flea market, it, it gives me a, a, a broader audience. People to come, people they, I, I can't only say I do this, they have to see what I'm doing. So it gives me a broader audience uh, to my market. Oh, I think we might need to stop for a second. We've got a customer looking here. Okay. So Clive is uh, just busy uh, showing some of his amazing artwork uh, to a customer who's just turned up. as a, a beautiful turquoise dragonfly. Must be about a foot across and uh, nearly, nearly a full foot long. It is gorgeous. Here we are, we're back with Clive now. Uh, he's, uh, he's just been showing that amazing dragonfly. So we were, we were busy talking about overseas and then we we're talking about your goals and, and also about all the traveling that you've done in different flea markets around South Africa and a lot of traveling you. Yeah, I've done a little bit of traveling, but what I like about flea markets, they're a little bit cheaper. I could I normally, even you can find a, a shopping center where you can sell your stuff every day, but it's a little bit expensive. Uh, you're, to, you're talking here about the rent to actually yeah, have your table here. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit, uh, it's not that very expensive than what you would pay for a shop. So if you can keep a shop, you are, you are going to spend a lot of money. You find out that between making your stuff and trying to make a living, you can't balance it. So you rather look for a space where it's a little bit cheaper you can afford, then you can also make a little bit of life. Oh, okay, so actually you start here on the stall, it's a decent rent, and that gives you a bit more of a cushion for the stuff that you want to make, do, and also the bulk selling that you want to do overseas. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, here comes a nice question then. <laughs> what do you think your strengths and what is your weakness? Uh, I'm good at planning. I can plan, it, it doesn't matter how long it takes me. I can keep on planning and do what uh, I've planned to do. But sometimes the, my weakness, I think, is the doubts. You know, you, you find yourself you're spending a lot of money and you, are, you get to involve other people to help you to, to make the, your stuff. So at the end of the day, you, you need to pay them. And also you need the expense. It gets a little bit higher because you are aiming for a bulk to have a lot of stuff. For whatever you, you want to sell overseas, you want to put in other shops and stuff like that. Uh, so actually holding the stock ready-made is already your, a really large outlay. Yeah, it is. I would rather have what I've, what I've discovered in the years. People, some people, they're easy to buy in a bulk what they can see. They can say, how many of these do you have? I need five of these. I need ten of these. But if I have this stuff... I don't have to give the person time to come and collect. I'll just say, here's what I have, you can collect. But I, normally, I make stuff every day, every week. I make stuff, I just look with, with I, what I have. And I, I normally have an idea that I've got five of these, I need another five. That's how I do it. Okay, we're going to be interrupted here. He's got another uh, few customers that have just come in. And again, they're going for that beautiful turquoise dragonfly. It's, it really is special. I think that, uh, that turquoise dragonfly is really popular, eh? Yeah, it is. I think you, you look at, I think most of my designs I have, they were created by women. 
women would come with an idea, can you make this and make this, then I start making them after I've done. So I found out that most of the designs I have, they were designed by women for me. They come and ask me what they want, make this, can you do this? I try it once, then I start making those things. Okay. So you're getting ideas actually from people coming here? Yeah. I get so, ideas from people. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you actually, it's not only just your own creativity, it's actually people coming to your store that creating your own. Yeah, it's, it's people creating. Sometimes, most of the time, it's people creating their own designs. You can find out that they've got specific things they want for a, for a wedding, for a party, for a function. They come with a design. Mostly, maybe it might be a picture. Though for me, it's, a, it's making that picture come to life. So you're really working with people. That is good. Yeah. But one of the questions I had was, do you like working alone or with others? No, I, I like working with others. I like working with others. When I have a lot of work, I like to include a lot of people. The more I include a lot of people, the more fast. You find out sometimes you have a, you have a, a job for a, for a function which has got a specific date. So in order to, 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 to cover the time, you might put two, three people to work with so that you can have... Uh, those things, sometimes it's about the client having their things in, in time. So I'd rather make a little bit of money and have a client, have those things, maybe it's for a wedding. You can't postpone for your wedding for, for me you have to do things in time. But most of the time, if it's things for my market, I can do alone. I, I've got a little bit, my, my brothers, they, they, they do some other stuff for me. Sometimes we can put a lot of people if we want something a lot of them done, but if I'm doing something for my market, I know I need five of these, five of these, so I know exactly what I'm going to do starting every every week, I know which I, I have to do, which I have to buy bits for and do. Uh, so this is actually going back to what you said, your strength was planning, yeah. and you're already well planned for the whole week, you know exactly what you're doing, what you're buying, what you're making. Yeah, it's mostly it's about being proud to be planning. So I can't just wake up at four and start to plan that time. I know exactly what I'm going to do tomorrow. So it's just a matter of waking up, do my job, that's it. Oh man, Clive, that is really good advice. I, I think for somebody who's making stuff, they need that, that almost rigid idea of what they're going to do. Yeah, they need that. And uh, you find out it's uh, to, to other people, if you are self-employed, they always think you have extra time. Because you don't have a boss who is telling you, do this, do this. But actually, you, you are your own boss. You know your time. Sometimes with art, it's a feeling. Sometimes I, can't, I, I, I can wake up and do five things. Some other days I'm slow. So sometimes, I, but I like to, to work with time, not work against time. And planning is obviously key to that. And that, what good advice. And that is, that is fantastic. Uh, Clive, I'm going to round up here. Uh, I've heard some amazing things from you. Uh, what I would like, though, from you is for you to advertise your store, tell people where they can find you, find what kind of works you do. I'm obviously going to have a picture of your store up on, uh, on the website, uh, but they probably want to look at an Instagram feed. They probably want to look at your Twitter um, and where they can find. And all this information will be in the blog, but whereabouts can they find you online? Uh, online, I'm on Instagram, Clive Rupia, and I'm on Twitter, Clive Rupia. And also... I'm, I'm on on Facebook. Also, my name Clive Rupier, but I I rather use Instagram and Twitter for business. Oh man, perfect! Thank you so much for spending the time with me today. I, I know I've stopped you from making some of your amazing stuff, but thank you. It's really really helped all these other people. So, 
Yes, thank you, my friend. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks, Clive, and I hope you have your Twitter username all sorted out now. There were plenty of lessons to learn from these guys, but the main one that stood out for me was that both had ideas to move on with the market stall at some point. May either giving a permanent shop or selling to overseas to bulk buyers. Goals are important as they focus your attention and keep you on task. Food on the move. Well, my final part of the podcast that I wanted to delve into was eating something from the marketplace, something that someone could suggest that I could go and try. Uh, There are samosas that are sold in South Africa, and I went to one market stall at the Hill Fox Undercovered Flea Market and tried the samosas. One was chicken and one was mince. I have to give top marks for the chicken one. A samosa is uh, a fried triangular package of all goodness it's just very very tasty with a little bit of curry flavor in it it was just enough to taste and uh, recommend getting down there and like i said to you earlier on i also went to the pancake store uh, because it was recommended to me earlier by another trader said they make some of the best pancakes and even when i was talking in line and i wish i had my microphone on at the time but another lady sat and next to me waiting for her pancakes to be made and she was just saying these are some of the best pancakes that you can get around so i couldn't pass up the opportunity and sure enough they were made to perfection and tasted perfect i had lovely caramel on them i know so many people were turning up and just ordering at one point there were so many in the queue and apparently on certain days when the, the market's full that is the longest queue that you're going to find is the pancake store so um uh, great work there and uh, I believe the man making the pancakes by there was Frank so thank you very much Frank for that lovely pancake I think I might need to work on my review of the food but we'll get there you can find out more by visiting marketnosh.com and you can also find me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram if you have the time please like something, the Facebook page a Facebook group, maybe an Instagram photo, it just keeps the profile of the show uh, in the public mind if you want to get uh, to be part of the weekly newsletter then sign up at marketnosh.com as well and you'll get a free social media guide to getting started uh, on the web so you get some kind of a web present for your market store I teach you from baby steps all the way through to making your first post how to get started I have a Facebook group for questions and if you want to respond to this podcast or ask questions or advice from others then why not visit us on the Facebook page at Market Nosh Costas and uh, get in touch and try and make a sharing group here where we can all work together. If you're really into old school email, then you can always find me at maurice at marketnosh.com. I answer all my own email and will be happy to hear your thoughts, questions, suggestions about the podcast. If you missed anything, have a look again at the show notes. I want to say thanks to Uh, Ben Sound for the music at the top of the show and from the Marconos show. Cheers, everyone.